I have run out of positivity. Um, so if I see you being a little too happy um, on my timeline, I will start praying on your downfall. Thank you so much. It's a fuck a lot of haters, y'all welcome to episode four of black explaining the podcast thank y'all so much for bearing with me and never leaving my side when i take random one week breaks because let me just say this y'all i am motherfucking tired okay i'm tired and i'm tired again okay i got a second job i'm out here i'm participating in hustle and grind culture y'all i'm participating in rise and grind get a bag culture y'all i'm ashamed of myself but i got a second job because i just got a lot going on in my life right now okay so little little extra income little extra bread you know whatever the case may be it it, it helps at, at this point in my life but y'all i am mother fucking tired not only am i tired of working and tired of going to work and tired of you know participating in this rat race you know that means absolutely nothing because it is just a race to the grave it's getting kind of morbid i'm sorry i'm gonna pivot immediately happy belated valentine's day i was gonna get on and post something yesterday but i ain't got no man um i have no prospects um my parents wouldn't even let me come over yesterday so <laughs> I'm, I'm boxed out you know everybody in love everybody all smooched up all hugged up all cuddled up and yesterday i was at work okay and people are like oh why you're not at you know home or on a date with you know that guy that special guy and i'm just like fuck you catherine obviously i'm here with you all right so kiss my ass um i just wasn't you know i had obligations i was like <laughs> no anyway um and everybody all my white co-workers would talk oh you know because my white co-workers they're all in relationships with uh with men who don't really like them so um one of them she's like oh i'd be so surprised if my husband even remembered um sometimes he doesn't even remember my birthday <laughs> and i'm like girl what blink twice if you're a hostage you know what i mean i'm like the white women are having attitude she said this nigga be forgetting to pick up their kids i'm like girl if you want to be in a relationship with this child this man baby good on you okay because you are keeping another white woman from that heartache and i'm sure the white community appreciates you for your sacrifice me on the other hand let me just tell you these raggedy good for nothing men y'all can have them okay i have i have pivoted and i have uh given up like i said prior uh i have run out of positivity i will no longer be thinking optimistically i will no longer be having um, a positive outlook on life um i am just going to expect misery and be surprised when i don't receive it <laughs> all right y'all i'm at the pessimistic stage of my life and i'm embracing it you know why because i don't really think i y'all i've been single my whole life like i've never been in a relationship i've never dated anyone seriously you know i've had trysts um romantic trysts <laughs> i wouldn't even call them romantic just trysts with niggas who weren't good for fucking anything but 
that it never really leads to anything. And I see like, you know, my sisters have had serious relationships and um, for the for the most part, everything around me is in a, is like a serious relationship. Like my parents been together 35 years. My grandparents been together 60 years. You know, my older sister and her boy, her fiance, excuse me, have been together for like four or five years. My other sister and her fiance have been together like two or three years. And then there's a little single old me. Okay, so my parents have a 66.6% success rate and I feel like that's what like a, a, a D plus you know what I mean out of their three kids uh two of them getting married they on their way to the altar you know what I'm saying that's a great success rate and not to say that you know we are only measured our value is only measured by you know our relation to some man I'm just saying you know uh if it happened for two of us uh one of us you know I'm gonna have to get an allergy shot and get a cat or I'm just going to have to get a naked cat, you know, because my allergies do be tearing me the fuck up. That's not the point of this episode, y'all. I said, you know, we were going to talk about love. We're going to talk about heartache. We're going to talk about some truth. Let's firstly talk about love. There were so many. I like. Who y'all. <laughs> there are so many things I can say about love. I obviously, you know, I've never been like in love with a man. Like I've never been like, oh, I could love him. I could see myself loving him. I'm falling in love with him. I've never experienced that feeling. You know, like when you're like, you know, I'm committed to this person. I'm dedicated to this person. And I am starting to care about them altruistically. Like I would sacrifice something, you know, for their betterment or, you know, to, you know, whatever you know to benefit them so I would not say that I have experienced that it is definitely something that like I sought in wrong places like when I was in college I was I went to like a a PWI like I've said that before and I there was like a limited amount of niggles on campus so um the niggles that were there (laughs) the selection it was poor um I will say that it was poor but you know the ones that I did kind of find myself gravitating towards they they weren't shit y'all let me tell you about this one nigga who fucking and I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed okay I'm embarrassed by the information that I'm about to share with you y'all this there I fucked with this nigga in college right and let me just tell you he was from DC or some shit like that like the DMV I don't know DC Maryland Virginia somewhere he was from the east coast and um he was he was like cool like he like he was a little off and I and I'm not saying like off like he was crazy or anything like that I will say like in this term I'm so sorry for using this term I really do apologize but I am running on two hours of sleep and I have a can of a spike simply lemonade so I'm so sorry he was a little slow <laughs> he was just a little slow but like at first you know when you be fucking with that nigga who like he a little slow in the head like a little slow in the mind you're like, oh, this is endearing. Like, he just needs some help. He was a little slow, y'all. I will admit that. But he was cool. He was nice. He was funny. Like, he was very popular. And um, so he had a ton of friends. And that was the one thing I didn't have in college. I didn't have a single fucking friend. I didn't even like my roommate. So he had come down here, though, with 
a friend from back home and then like there were other people from his hometown who were here too so he knew people and then he was just like very outgoing so it was easy for him to meet people so you know we started talking and chatting this is my like ooh first year of college and I'm finding out you know he's fun to be around he likes to do stuff like he's you know, this is cool. Like whatever the case, whatever. So anyway, we are, um, my freshman year, we're just kind of talking, chatting, woo, woo, whatever. And nothing really happens. It doesn't really go anywhere. Like, you know, we might go to the dining hall together. We might go, there's like a little restaurant across the street on campus. We went to like, talked about like plans, like what do we want in the future? Like, what do we want out of lifetime shit? And it was cool. Like we would kick it. We would hang out all the time. Like, you know, it's just like a cute little college thing. Like I'm walking around campus in this man hoodie. You know what I'm saying? I, you couldn't tell me fucking shit. Right. So we talked all the time. We texted all the time. Like we hung out all the time. And I was just like, you know, I'm a little freshman. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so young and so naive. And he like, y'all, he wanted like a lot of like physical stuff, like up front, you know what I mean? And I was still like, I don't know, you know, like, and so, and I also had this hating ass roommate who was this white girl who used to make comments like, oh my God, you don't like yams and sweet potatoes I'm more black than you so obviously me and the bitch didn't get along and so she used to tell me all the time like when he would come over and we would hang out together like oh he frightens me um I I feel uncomfortable when he's in the room and I was like bitch I feel uncomfortable with you in the room and you live here <laughs> you know so wouldn't pay her no mind but this is I want you guys to put a pin in that piece of information because it's gonna come back um so we um me and this dude like we keep chatting we keep talking it doesn't really go anywhere because like i said y'all and it, forgive me okay charge it to my heart not, don't charge it to my heart charge it to my head because he's slow in the mind it doesn't really lead to anywhere so we just kind of like stop like hanging out as seriously like i go from seeing him every day to like every a couple of days you know he used to like come over and just like chill while i did my homework and you know, I, and he's not doing that anymore. So fat, like now this, we go from like two or three months in to like four months in. So we're really close to the end of the first semester of my first year. And I had switched roommates because remember the other one was a racist and I had to threaten to put my hands on her. So, um, she's still in my building though. So I like, she's friends with the people up on our floor. So I will see her a lot. And I was just like, whatever. And, you know, she knew what it was. So we never really had any run-ins. But I would also see him a lot. And then I started seeing him with her. And, bitch, let me just tell y'all that this nigga started dating this bitch that said she was fucking uncomfortable with him being in the room. He fucking walking around holding this bitch hand. And let me just tell y'all, because y'all know I don't be, I, I don't believe in ugliness but white women be ugly and this bitch was popped so i'm just like babes what what so i'm just like side fucking eye bitch like what the hell are you doing and the thing is that like once i made the connection because i was like okay because if two plus two is four and then four plus four is eight okay 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 eight plus eight is 16 i'm 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 mathing i'm equating I'm calculating, you know what I mean? And stuff is adding up. So 
I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers is together. And I was just, I just be laughing. I had, um, I had a friend back home. So, you know, we'd be on FaceTime and I'm like telling her like, girl, <laughs> this nigga out here embarrassing himself. And, um, yeah, so he would still like, whenever he would be in the building and like he would be with her up on my floor, he would come in and he would talk to me and I would just like, we could talk like we it's cool or whatever, but this nigga still trying to be like, oh, well, when you gonna be mine and you know what I got to do. And I'm just like, you got a whole ass token white woman on your arm. Okay, sir. And I don't fuck coons, you know, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I look. So, yeah. And then, y'all, this white girl, she, because, like I said, she knew what the fuck it was. Um, She had her friend approach me in, like, the hallway. And she's like, oh, such and such. I don't know why I'm protecting this bitch's name. Her name was Megan. Oh, Megan is uncomfortable with you, you know, talking to her boyfriend and asking her boyfriend to do stuff for you. And, woo, and I'm just like bitch first of all that ain't her man that is everybody's man okay he's in my dms he's probably in your dms he's in another bitch's dms because quite frankly he was also fucking let's get a little drum roll please her fucking roommate y'all look i told y'all all of this information was gonna come back into play all right so not only you dating the bitch that said, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like having him in the room. Woo, woo, woo. And now you're fucking her roommate. This man is for everybody. But that's not the end of the story, y'all, because I told you at the beginning of this, I am embarrassed to be sharing this. I am embarrassed to be giving this information out because fast forward to my second year. All right. So we all come back because he left for a semester because, you know, he's slow on the mind, y'all. So he's uh, slow in the books, too. So <laughs> Suspended for a semester. So it's the second year, we all back in college, you know, we here to get this education. We here to get this knowledge. We here to learn. So he's back on campus. I'm back on campus. The other bitch is not on campus. You know, she running around here talking about she's scared. She don't like black people. She gonna get beat up. And I'm like, as long as you know. Um, so he back on campus, I'm back on campus, we back on campus. So he is like, I, again, don't have any friends. So I'm just in my room by myself all the time doing my homework and going to the library. Um, also super depressed, would not leave my room for days on end, like not even to eat or shower or like take care of myself. But that's a different story for a different time. So he would like come to my room and like force me to go places and like force me to eat and, you know, force me to like take care of myself or like do something for myself or whatever, because I had like this really like high ass dining plan like there were three tiers there was tier one tier two tier three nobody really had tier three but my parents were like well we think you should get tier three because you know we want you to have variety it's something like you know because you if you are familiar with college like there it's like swipes so tier one is like a thousand swipes tier two is like maybe two thousand two 2,500 swipes tier three is 5,000 fucking swipes so I just got hella swipes I'm in the calf I'm in the little like you know the the campus's version of like a convenience store I'm everywhere I'm swiping 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 whatever snacks woo woo so 
he's like forcing me to come out he's like you got all these swipes you're not using them like woo woo like you got to use them so yeah he forced me to come out the room and interact and shit like that and also like he's got like some friends of his that ended up becoming friends of mine you know because he's like forcing me to come out the rooms more so we we start having like another tryst and that's why I'm in Barras because I'm like not I'm having a tryst again with the man who started dating the bitch that said she was scared of him oh after he spent like a whole ass year in my inbox trying to holler at me and I'm absolutely certain that this entire time we're talking or we're whatever I don't because I don't use that phrase anymore excuse me let me rise my language that entire time we're having our tryst or situation I'm sure he trying to holler at other bitches you know bitches is telling me like we be seeing you kicking it with him like he been trying to I'm like girl he will probably try to holler at Rihanna if she was in his fucking face he tried to holler at everybody you know what I'm saying I have this one friend who and you know hindsight is definitely 2020 <laughs> um she would be like, oh, well, do you care if I, like, show him my nudes? Like, I just want to show him what they look like. And I was just like, that's weird that you want to show people your nudes. But, like, I cannot consent to anything on behalf of another person. <laughs> you know, like, so hindsight is twenty twenty, And that situation, like, he had tried to holler at her prior but the fact is, like, she said she wasn't entertaining it. This is irrelevant. I'm just looking back on the situation and being like, damn, bitch, like, over him? Like, girl, he ain't, he, he's slowing the mind, <laughs> okay? We all know it. He's slowing the damn mind. But, y'all, this is the kind of shit that has been happening to me in my love life, you know? This man... Like, I went out of town for a little bit, you know, when I was in college, I was still, because I debated in high school, so when I went to college, like, I'm like, oh, well, now I can judge, now I can coach and stuff like that, so I would go back to my hometown, and I would help with the team with some of my little babies that were on the team when I was on the team, um, and I was out of town once at a tournament with some of my babies, and this man is apparently having a whole mental-ass breakdown talking about some I, I don't want to be with nobody else and you know when you get back here like we need to talk about being together like and he has this he has a his roommate was also a friend of mine and his he's like his roommate is messaging me and being like nah he like serious and like I never seen him cry before and I'm just like can y'all keep it together please can you just keep it together whatever it is I want you to gather it all up and I want you to get it together so I'm just like, you know what? Because the thing is that, like, at the time we were having our tryst, he was also having a tryst with another person pretty regularly, too. And I knew about her. Like, the same way he knew about, like, the the dude next door to me that I was talking to and the dude in the building next to me that I was talking to and, you know, one of the dudes that worked at the gas station that I was talking to. Like, the same way that we kind of knew that we was out here doing our thing we was getting our we was doing our shits we was doing our big ones you know what I'm saying so the I, I'm telling this story to tell you that like the way I have often viewed love and connection it's like kind of like 
I think initially it was like, well, he just kind of has to get through all of the bullshit and then be with me. You know what I mean? And that was a really big way that I was viewing love and connection, especially when I was much younger and much more naive, which is so crazy because I do not have representations of love that look like that. Like, oh yeah, after he put me through all this shit and after we got through all of this other stuff, like we were finally together. Like, you know what I'm saying? My parents often tell me you know their love story and they from the beginning actively chose to be with each other and you know I I understand that I don't know my parents like as people like my mama is not my homegirl as she reminds me all the time even though yes the fuck she is and you know my dad first of all everything I know about my parents I know from my mama my daddy don't be telling me nothing and that's very mysterious because it's giving a criminal record in another life but no so you know I understand that I don't know my parents as people I know them as my parents and you know they could have gone through something or they could have had some significant event happen to them you know that they had to navigate early on as well but I definitely don't I also don't think that even with that, like even if there was like a representation of some type of struggle and then relationship, it wouldn't be like, do we even want to fuck with each other? Because that's what it was for me. I was like, do I want to fuck with this nigga? And the answer was no. So I was just out here doing whatever, doing what the fuck ever, y'all. Um, there's some more embarrassing details about this story that I won't be sharing because I've already embarrassed myself enough. Maybe I'll embarrass myself enough on another episode, but this long ass story was told to kind of show you how I started to frame the views that I had on relationship and the views that I had on love. I was like, well, as long as we can get through all of this stuff and like be together, then it's fine. Because even at the end of all that, I'm like still entertaining him. I'm still having conversations with him. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know nobody that be going through all this kind of shit. Like, I ain't never seen my parents be like, oh, well, let's go back to the drawing board. Do we want to be with each other? Like, all I saw was my parents actively choosing each other each and every single day of my life. The same with my grandparents. The same with, you know, my aunts and my uncles and stuff like that. Like, I've never seen anybody struggle, you know, to be in love with each other. So that was crazy let's let's move to the post-college chapter of my life that is like you know that is like oh like I would say like right when I got home from college like that same year I got home from school I was I and here's let me preface this by saying like I didn't date in high school I didn't date in middle school I rarely had friends barely not rarely barely had friends like I really didn't do a lot of connecting with anybody all of the friends that I did have I you know I they were not sustainable connections so I really did not have a baseline for any kind of connection I didn't know how to be friends with people I didn't know how to be romantically interested in anybody and so when I became an adult and you know men started expressing that they were interested in me I just kind of started dating because I was like well he wants to so I guess and I was I have never and I'll I I can say this in the contemporary in the current I have never been an active participant in my dating life like if uh a man like and I mean like 
not <laughs> niggas out here coming from left fucking field but for the most part like if you were a pretty decent looking you know you you pretty eye and you know you got a pretty decent head on your shoulders like I would give you a chance so I was like ha- dating guys that I really didn't feel very attracted to because you know they were attracted to me they wanted to date me or they wanted to woo woo, woo. <laughs> they wanted to something else with me and I I thought that was like the only option I had you know what I mean like I did not know how to be an active participant so I would you know and I would also kind of like let them decide when to stop fucking with me so like I would be like well maybe if I stop talking to him he'll get the hint and usually they do like they'll they'll get the fucking hint but I never wanted to like be the one to reject them because I'm like well if I reject them then like what if that door is closed for good you know what I mean like I have and I'm working this all out in therapy y'all don't be sitting here being like baby you need help I know (laughs) I know that's why I haven't really been dating like um I'm really just trying to get myself together y'all like I just but yeah but anyway back to what I was saying so I never was really an active participant even in this case like he approached me like I definitely saw him like at like maybe some on-campus events and that was the other thing like I was just I was awkward I was nervous I'm always nervous and I was going to stuff by myself like I didn't have any friends to do anything with like I had that racist ass roommate and she hung out with she did hang out with some black people but I don't hang out with coons so and you know after you threaten to put your hands on somebody so much like you you shouldn't be friends with that person but no so I was going to stuff alone like so I I really didn't have (laughs) anything to do college was so fucking horrible but anyway so yeah like um let me think one of the guys that I started kind of talking to and dating I like met him at my sister's house and you know in the relationship between me and my sister I'm the man so she had a flat tire and I'm out in a dress in the middle of the street taking my sister tire off her car and this first of all let me just say this I'm gonna pause because I remember this shit like it was fucking yesterday my sister is literally standing or sitting on the curb in front of her fucking house watching me change a tire and a dress no assistance no you good no you want me to call somebody like any other time she'll be like oh well let me call daddy like nothing this girl watched me struggle to change a fucking tire and a dress and she didn't even offer to help me but anyway so I'm like 50% of the way through and like her neighbors like friends or some shit like that come over and they're like oh let me help you so one of the dudes like I don't know what he gave me a really specific compliment and I told my sister and she was like you are really starved for affection and I was like yes I am girl like you got a man stop leave me alone anyway so I had like started kind of dating and talking to him y'all let me just tell y'all that it was like 2017 and this man had a text message signature okay And I want to remind you guys of what a text message signature is. It is a signature, like in an email. It stays there at the bottom of every text message you send. He had a text message signature in the year of our Lord, 2017. Okay, 
And I did not recognize that it was a red flag. Okay. Also, like, I don't know, maybe 35. And he like made it seem like he had his own place. But that place, and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, was a single room that he rented from a fucking family that had its own like entrance through the porch and let me just tell y'all that I will not be sharing any further fucking details about this because it's even more embarrassing but that's just it y'all like he was interested in me like I was like well nobody else is like he want to give it a go we can give it a go but this was not a good situation he like 37 he got a text message signature he also texts like a 16 year old why the fuck is he living in a room in the closet like one of the children of the corn what's going on in this man's life i don't know i i'm not i don't like this but you know we have a little tryst we i i really honestly like i was bored i was just doing anything i really wanted to get out of my mama's house so that's why I wasn't tripping because I'm like well you got a room in a house I still live with my mama like it was nothing so but this man I didn't even see myself with I'm like why am I entertaining this so I lied to him and said I moved out of town to get him um stop talking to me and the thing is that like his friends that live next to my sister they move he don't be over there no more and he gonna say some you full of shit lies I was like this would be more pungent this would hit harder if the next line wasn't rack racer okay like (laughs) you sitting here calling me lies dirty and trifling but every fucking message you send says all racks no little shit so i don't think it's landing like you thought it would you know what I mean y'all y'all do y'all know what I mean so in this so in an instance like this you know I am actively like trying to pursue something with someone that I know I'm not attracted to I know it'll never work with I know we have absolutely nothing in common but because, you know, I'm not an active participant in my love life, you know, in my romantic pursuits, you know, I'm like, well, all men are going to be like this. No, baby, you're not seeking men that you actually want to be with, men that you actually like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I did run into a nigga, I like y'all, woo, don't even get me started on that motherfucking story because these niggas ain't shit. These niggas ain't shit okay (laughs) y'all I'm not even lying so like fast forward you know a couple years or not even a couple years a few years because I would say like he was like like that this guy that I like met by my sister's house like that lasted like a total of a month and I did not date anybody romantically pursue anybody or anything for three years three whole years so it's like 2020 and I'm like you know, kind of dating and getting out there again. And I have met this one dude on a dating app. I think it was Tinder. And that's how I should have knew. And at first, you know, he was so attentive. He was so consistent. He was so communicative every morning, good morning, every night, good night, or sleep well, or rest beautifully. Some cute ass shit, y'all. 
See, look, I'm over here smiling again because the the manipulation was good, honey. It was good. So we're like having a thing, you know, we see each other pretty regularly. He works like overnight security. So like our schedules do not line up. And I know he has like a, a couple kids and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't want any kids of my own. So if you come with your own, you ain't never going to be trying to impregnate me. That works for me. So, you know, and not that I was like trying to meet the kids. So no, like we doing our thing. Woo woo. We kick it. We go out. Whatever the case is, it's happening. All right. Like three months in a switch just flips y'all. He not texting me nearly as frequently. He don't call me back. Like he just leaving me all red. Like if he may, if we make plans, he just doesn't show up flakes. And then like, couple days later we'll like start talking again and like he'll act like nothing ever happened he'll never address it and I'm just like in my mind I knew what was going on I'm like oh like he got back with somebody or he started something new and it was the former he had gotten back with somebody and (laughs) y'all Let me tell y'all, I was so fucking hurt. Like, this was the first time, like, when I ended this shit with this man. Because, like, he, I had caught him in some lies. Like, one time, he, we're at my house. uh, We, like, ordered DoorDash and, like, watched a movie or some shit. And he's like, oh, I got to go. You know, my my baby, he at the damn hospital. He got some infection, GI, I don't know. So I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, do what you got to do at the time. I was living very close to that hospital. So I was like, oh, yeah, just let me know when you get there. So um, he texts me, you know, let me know I'm here. You know, I'm checking on Junior Wu. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, do what you got to do. You got to do like, oh, so then, y'all, because here's the thing. Um, I checked the page of the person that I anticipated he was with and these niggas wasn't nowhere near no damn hospital y'all guess where they was at they was at the red lobsters and I'm like damn like if you was gonna go to red lobster you definitely could have got a bitch a cheese biscuit like you ain't got a lie to kick it you ain't got a lie to kick it this was like two months in sir we not together like if you if we want to be honest and transparent with each other and we we got something going on that we got going on we just try to figure it out i'm cool with that like at that stage now if this is like six seven eight months in and we're deciding to be intentional about this and you out here lying about going to the damn hospital and your baby fighting for his life so you can go to red lobsters with a bitch you might have to throw some gloves on because we're getting in the ring and i'm gonna knock you out all right and cause surprise, you got on gloves. I got a bag of fucking nickels, nigga. I'm finna knock your muffin cap back blue. So this man who like, we had this good connection, like tons of stuff in common, super aligned in values, like just straight up trifling. You know what I mean? And so this impacted, I would say, like how I viewed love because I was like, even the fucking ones I'm compatible with are not even like gonna be on anything so but this was like I said y'all this was the first time I had like actively been like you know what I'm going to end this because it is not serving me so you know I sent the little punk ass text message because I couldn't get him to answer the phone I couldn't get him to like meet me for dinner or anything and I'm like oh you know you've clearly got priorities that aren't me and I feel like I've you know 
show my cards and you know you're just not there and like whatever you know ended it with something super take care of yourself or something because my best friend told me I couldn't call him a bitch ass nigga she said that would be rude so I removed that part but now I'm at this place where I'm like well this one I really liked and it was the same result as the ones that I didn't like. So I really don't know what I'm doing wrong here. And even the ones like, you know, people are always like, well, step out, date outside your type. Them niggas ain't shit. Cause like, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say like, I, I don't have like a type. Like physically, I really don't have a type. Other than like every nigga I have ever dated has been short. Like I really do not like tall guys, y'all. I'm sorry. But I really, I date a lot of short guys. But like physically, some of them. Oh, and I, I really, I don't, I don't date light skinned guys. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. So, but outside of that, like, I really don't have many requirements. Like I think, you know, I really, the thing that I enjoy most, like the the way that I feel most intimately, intimately connected to people is like when we have like similar interests and I feel like you're supportive and you're compassionate and you're understanding and I see how you treat the people around you and your family if you have kids like how you treat your kids stuff like that so you know even when I'm stepping outside of the time and maybe instead of because like I would also say like of the men that like I was kind of dating and attracted to they were like blue collar guys like they had a job doing something with their hands you know they had like you know they they were like a dude's dude like not to use that stereotype but like you know they they into like cars and they into like you know <laughs> beer whatever the case was but even when I stepped outside of that and I was dating like the nerdy niggas like or little skinny niggas, cause I also don't, uh, I, don't I, I don't really like them tiny. But even when I was stepping outside that, I'm, you know, I'm dating a little tiny niggas. I'm dating the nerdy niggas. I'm dating the, the niggas that are in the anime, which never the fuck again, y'all. It's not working out. And so I have to take a step back, and like I, I am within this step. I'm still in the step back that I took in, um, like 2021, and I'm really trying to analyze like some truths about myself because in order to be a good partner as well you have to like work on those things about yourself that are a little tough to acknowledge so I can acknowledge that you know when I feel hurt I'm a bad communicator you know I can acknowledge that you know sometimes I I can't sometimes I won't apologize about things you know I can acknowledge that I can be a little difficult because I feel like you're not on my side. You know what I mean? Like I can acknowledge a lot of the, and there are a lot of deeper truths that I've been working out in this damn therapy. Y'all this, this girl getting every dollar of her money she, worth. Okay. She, she, yeah. But anyway, so I can acknowledge a lot of those very, very hard truths about myself. And as of recently, it has made me a better communicator with men. And I have like, I have gotten out of being like, I need this nigga to read my mind. Like, I don't want to have to ask him to do this. And I'm like, well, sometimes like, well, not sometimes you cannot expect people to read your mind. So I have gotten into being like, let me clearly communicate and directly communicate what I want. And then when they're not able to provide that, I just take a step back. You know what I mean? So I think like, I definitely view love as like 
something that I want to obtain through friendship. You know, I think like seeking romantic connections is great. Like when I was on dating apps, I was having a pretty decent time. You know, I, I was having some, uh, you know, we was, we was doing what we was doing. <laughs> it was getting, what was getting done was getting done. You know what I'm saying? But it was, I, I definitely want to, I want to seek love through friendship. Like it would be so nice. <laughs> to actually be friends with the person that I'm in love with. And I definitely think that, you know, the difference there is, is that like seeking a connection that is purely romantic sometimes precludes um, that friendship because, you know, the, you were, you're pursuing the attraction, you know? So you can be like, oh, well, I'm very attracted to this person. You know, I, we have good chemistry and stuff like that. But, you know, friendship looks like I care about this person as a human. And then adding romance to that is, oh, and this human is also attractive. And I would like to blink them <laughs> type shit like it's levels and you know seeking love through friendship or having friendship as the base to love I think would be a lot more beneficial for me especially because like you know I want to be more active and I want to be you know an actual participant in my own love life because you know at this end of the day I these I, I ain't letting these niggas make the choice about whether they want to be with me nigga do I want to be with you do I want to be with you you know what I mean I don't, I don't want to give them that power. And additionally, I would rather be fucking alone with seven cats and a sinus infection than have somebody raggedy ass fucking son in my house driving me crazy. Cause I have a considerable amount of peace on my own. I can do the stuff I like. I can eat the stuff I like. I can listen to the stuff I like. I can watch the stuff I like. I can buy the stuff I like and exist in a way that is comfortable and peaceful to me uninterrupted you know what I mean so anything that is added to that must be enriching you know so I am existing not just comfortably but easily you know somebody is making some of those processes in my life easier efficient not efficient because you know this ain't no uh I ain't hiring no goddamn employee, but you know, there's a, there's an element of ease, an additional element of comfort, you know, those I I want to, yeah. So yeah, y'all. And I think to speak to the truth portion of it, you know, the, the, the truth is that, you know, working on yourself is uncomfortable and getting real about the parts of you that you know you need to work on and you need to fix is hard y'all it's fucking difficult me and my therapist be going at it every time I see her she like so you feel like never changing is gonna get you a different result and I'm just like first of all who fucking asked you and the answer is I did. I ask her every single solitary time I go. But nonetheless, like, it is, like, if you don't acknowledge, you know, that 
you're not a good communicator or you're not consistent or, you know, you are very, very selfish. You're a little narcissistic. Like you really can't prioritize somebody else's needs. Like you got to work on those things. And even more so, like you're manipulative, you're abusive, you're toxic, you're codependent. Those things need to be worked on too. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the things that I'm not going to do is engage in any form of dysfunction or toxicity. I'm also not doing that. And I think often, you know, because I read a lot of I've read a lot of articles, you know, there's the millennial dating game is difficult. You know, we're in this who cares less competition and, you know, who can play the most games and who can participate like and I don't want to do that. Anything that requires me to be like, okay, well, you got to wait exactly 37 seconds so that you don't seem too desperate or you don't seem too anxious and you can't show them that he cares. Otherwise, he'll try to manipulate. I, I can't keep up with that. You know, I, if I have to like put on this facade or try to put on this show or like convince you something to the contrary of what I actually feel, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to wait a fucking hour to text my best friend back you know what I mean because bitch I want to talk to you you know what I mean I don't have to pretend you know that I don't have um that I don't have um any feelings any cares any you know I I don't have to do that with my friends because I do care about them I do love them all of that is on the table you know what I mean so yeah I think that when it comes to love and you know these truths that I understand about myself I think I you know am just gonna continue to prioritize myself you know I think for so long and also like because let me just hear some fucked up shit too y'all like I and like my experience is that like men are not nice to women they're not attracted to you know so all throughout like coming up and then existing in the world with other adults like men were just not fucking nice to me because they weren't attracted to me and so that meant like when men started being nice to me I was like is this attraction so there I had to do a lot of work as well on being like hmm what do people fucking want from me you know what I mean like what the fuck do people want there's a lot of unlearning and reworking things in my brain y'all it's an ongoing process okay if you got a man or you have a partner you have a significant other, you have a spouse, whatever the case may be, and y'all are happy. I do wish y'all the best, but I want you to kiss my ass. You know what I mean? Like, please do understand though that like I mean that in a loving way. Like I want y'all to be happy. I'm so glad y'all enjoyed yourselves on Valentine's Day. But I really do want you to kiss my ass. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's all love. So I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. You know, I hope your significant other continues to pour into you and show you how much they love you. And I hope you do the same for them because everybody deserves love. Everybody needs love. Okay. And everybody is deserving of that love without any contingencies. As I have said before, you existing as you are makes you deserving of love period.
okay so yeah y'all um keep loving each other i guess i don't know y'all fuck valentine's day okay (laughs) but y'all know what the fucking deal is until next week stay black and peace out